Welcome to Transforming Faith, where we talk frankly about what needs to change in us, what needs to change in the church, and what needs to change in the world, even as we follow and worship a God who doesn't change. I am Ed Black, your host of Transforming Faith, and this is the first of a two-part podcast series we're releasing on what it looks like now in November 2022 in the midst of life's busyness to raise your children with God at the center of your family life. Today we welcome our youth director, director of youth formation at Forest Lake Presbyterian Church, Bill Wanamaker. Bill, welcome. Hey, Ed. How are you? Glad you're here. Bill, I know y'all have something coming up that's really exciting. You're going to hit the road this weekend. Tell us what's going on. Yes, Fly has their fall retreat at Camp Fellowship off of Lake Greenwood and um, have uh, 10 kids here going, and we're going to be joined with some kids from Westminster Prez and Seven Oaks Prez. And you've probably found over the past several years that you've been youth director that you get a lot of people engaged when it's a weekend trip in the midst of a busy school week. Right. I think, um, you know, our big events or event-based activities are very popular with our kids. And you've been doing this a long time. So, gosh, you've probably been to Camp Fellowship 20, 30 times over your— I've been there a few times, right. Yeah, we, I see you rocking the hoodie here at the church a good bit, and you feel like the children respond really well to the, the trips where you, you leave Columbia, you leave the, the church building, and go out and do God's work. Right. Uh, one of the focuses I want to have in youth ministry is have them recognize a church as more than just building, and it spans out outward. And whenever we go on retreats, whether it's camp, fellowship, uh, Montreat, that's all part of the greater church. And you have a unique situation in the fact that your daughter is in FLY. Both of your children have been in FLY while you've been heavily involved in it. And one of the things I've admired about you and Laura, Bill, is y'all have kept faith at the center of your family life. So tell us a little bit about that decision process with you and Laura when you started raising your girls. Yeah, when um, Laura and I both were raised um, in the church, and then, of course, like um, a lot of us in our early 20s took a little bit of a sabbatical um, from church. And then right before we got married, we made a decision that um, once we were married, once we started raising a family, that we did want church to be one of our priorities and um, that it was very important for us. So early on, um, we just made church a priority. That was something that we went into with our marriage. And um, with the girls, um, you know, they grew up from birth knowing who Jesus was. And you know, through our spiritual discipline, you know, we, you know, church was very active, not just on Sunday, but Wednesdays and other activities. Um, you know, church has just been, always been a big part of our lives. So your your girls are very comfortable in Forest Lake Presbyterian Church. Yes. Because they've been engaged, they've been involved in it through intentional efforts from you and Laura. Yep. But it's been hard, I know. So Lizzie, I know, was a cross-country runner at Flora for, for several years. Those are Saturday meets. She's mm-hmm. practicing, well, I guess in cross-country, she was running almost every day, right? Yeah, AC Flora's no joke when it comes to cross-country. That's Very right. disciplined coach. They're no joke in any sport now. <laughs> but it's intense, and yet 
y'all chose to say we were going to ground our family life in the church and everything else springs out from that. Right. And I think, Laura and I, you know, we serve as examples. You know, there are several times to when we're, you know, wake up Sunday or um, something's going on on a Wednesday where we just feel like, man, I like just to stay home. But yet to be an example for, you know, our children, we continue to go and we were, you know, very positive about it. It's something that church is always something that we want to do and we don't want to come across as it's something that we have to do. We didn't want um, our children to feel like they just have to come to church. And so when Lizzie comes here, it's something that um, she wants to do. And I think that it's important to remember you're not supposed to leave worse off when you leave the church. If you show up at church, you're supposed to feel better. And I feel like youth ministry is especially tuned into that, making children know that they're beloved and claimed by God, especially because it is so hard right now to be a high school student or a middle school student trying to juggle honors, AP, IB courses, dual enrollment courses, and every bit of extracurricular. And you face that all the time when you go home with Lizzie's schoolwork. Of course, you have a child also in college that has her own schoolwork to manage, but with also all the youth that you're responsible for every week. Right. And I think that what helps you is because you're living that experience as a parent, right? And so you have sort of a dual role. You're the youth director here at Forest Lake, but also you're a parent, and so you know what our parents are going through. Right. I get a lot of wisdom from Lizzie. Um, One thing that she reminded me, especially with this year, um, as we started, you know, with the pandemic, um, COVID is still out there, but I think the fall of 2020, we're almost as back to normal as we were prior to. This is, you know, and um, she reminds me, you know, this is kind of big on our youth, not for just church, but they're experiencing high school for the first time in a normal way. And um, and that's just a lot to manage, not just the busyness and everything else, but on top of that, just that experience to go through with um, without all the COVID protocols and all that stuff. And then on the flip side, you and I have never experienced high school the way that Lizzie has experienced high school, with some of it being virtual. Right. And I have to remind myself of that, too, with my own children. I didn't go to elementary school virtually for a while. I don't know what it's like to suddenly switch to a virtual day if needed and then log into Teams or Zoom or whatever and try to have class so the church has to have grace with our families, too. Right. That's exactly right. So as we reintroduce ourselves back into life after COVID, have you had to rethink your job, Bill, with the families? Yes. And um, just like I said, you know, we're trying to find a new normal. There are some things that, um, that happened during COVID that we've got to just was introduced in COVID that we're still incorporating. There's Zoom meetings now at a convenience, not necessarily because we want to be safe from COVID. Um, and and I think um, 
youth parents are used to their routine changed a bit with with COVID. And um, some kind of got out of the habit of possibly of coming to church and then working that back in. It's not going to change overnight. Um, so there is some, some grace with that, with people um, and patience with that as they come back to church. Well, and you mentioned about Zoom being convenient, and it is ultra convenient to have a meeting on Zoom, but youth ministry just like many aspects of church ministry overall, the body of Christ requires people to show up. Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember back in the early parts of 2020, we did youth group on Zoom for about three months, and it, it that's about as long as it lasted. Yeah, scavenger hunts don't quite aren't quite the same at home as <laughs> right. Target. And we'll always have that um, need for human interaction. Um, that's... Um, you know, youth ministry is all about building relationships, not just with the kids, but with the kids' parents and stuff like that. And that's just hard to connect that way um, over Zoom. So getting back to normal, we just have to continue finding ways to connect and to build those relationships. And in many ways, connecting doesn't mean Sunday mornings only, right? So you just had a lock-in. So you had a, how many children were at the lock-in, Bill? We had eighteen, and um, and I think I had five friends. Um, what I'm very excited about this year, um, I've been the youth director. I've been volunteering for many years, but been the youth director now. This is going into my fourth year. Um, this year, there's been a lot of youth bringing their friends. So. Um, you know, I had five friends that came along on that lock-in, too, and that was very exciting. And it tells you that there is a craving for an in-person connection. Correct. In an environment where everyone feels safe. And that's one of the things that you do is you are so good about creating a safe space for the children. You don't have to come in here and know the books of the Bible in order. You don't have to know the names of every minor prophet. What you do have to do, though, is be willing to participate, but you do a wonderful job of engaging all the children to get them to participate. Right. But that's also hard at times, though, for you, too, because you are having to reintroduce yourself to a lot of these children after a couple of years. Like, what is youth group to some of them? Right. And um, and if if I try to make an effort if they're not here, I go to where they are. I try to attend as many um, ball games, um, plays, um, any of activities um, there to make connections there, not only just with the youth, but also with, with the parents, um, just to try to establish those relationships. Well, and that's the body at work. That's part of being a part of the church family is going to a play. I've seen you out at Palmetto Baseball Fields. Um, at PBL, uh, watching some fantastic T-ball or uh, some kids pitch or coaches pitch. Very or close whatever. games, thirty-two to twenty. That's right. They're tight. They go down to the last <laughs> inning, walk off a lot of times. Um, but I see you out there. But being having a presence is important, just to let them know that they're loved when they come into these buildings. Mm-hmm. And and I do have an understand that even before COVID, there's been a, a shift um, 
kids are so busy now. Um, and I recognize that um, our church is in a part of a long list of priorities that they have. And that's, you know, we mentioned schoolwork, but sports, even for middle school kids, travel sports is, you know, sports used to be a season when I was baseball was just a spring. Now all sports are almost year long. Um, that carries over into the whole weekend, even Sundays, to where, you know, church has got to be juggled in. Where do they put it in that priority list? So do you have any advice to families who are stretched Monday through Sunday, travel ball, out of town, parents working, have another child, maybe another two or three children at home? How does the family make time for Jesus? It does not have to be here at Forest Lake, but how do you make time for Jesus? I think it starts with the parents picking up a spiritual discipline themselves and communication. Um, I think it's very important to find one time that they can hopefully all get together, and that's usually around the dinner table, and make sure that prayer, the blessing is there, and also just a chance to talk about what happened that day, some things that we talk about. Um, is where have you seen God today? And, and you do that a good bit with the children on, on Sundays, so even when they come in, best and worst of the weekend, but where did you see God? Mm-hmm. And and I try to, um, with the youth, talk about their only Sabbath time is not just, you know, here Sabbath is Sunday. A Sabbath is just a um, a time to where you purposely spend away and get and get close to God to have a reflect. So we talk about devotions, and I'm always um, pushing the the PCUSA um, app D365 um, is something that they can have with them, have quick access to um, a quick devotion, and that's something also that they can talk to their parents about. One thing that you've had to experience within the past four years and that you're reliving again through Lizzie is the college search process and trying to find God in the college search process, which is hard because that's an additional responsibility. And that's a big stress for high school seniors is trying to apply to college. I'm managing all my schoolwork. I'm in IB or dual enrollment or AP. I have extracurriculars. So it's another layer for you. But I think you've been intentional, Bill, about spending one-on-one time with your daughter when y'all have been traveling to colleges, you and Laura, um, and trying to look for God through that process. Because I I think there's been a lot of discernment in your family with that. It's been a family decision with your girls. Right. Um, And uh, Maggie right now is about to finish up PC, and... um, and there with PC, being in the job that I do have, you know, I have connections at First Press Clinton. I have connections at um, at the college, knowing some folks that work there. And I was able, and Maggie also got engaged with um, First Press Clinton, another um, church, a Methodist church for Bible study, and she does some religious life work on campus. Um, and I think that was through her um, relationship she had with Ellen here growing up at Forest Lake Prez. And I think 
I went to Newberry, and as much as I want one of my kids to end up at Newberry, the rival of PC, um, to go there, I think uh, Lizzie's going to go there as well. Um, and uh, PC is very good to kind of fit in and find a place if you want to continue your uh, relationship with with God, either it's through the church or with a church locally near PC. What I like, though, is you left the church Forest Lake one day. You you literally just said, I'm spending a day with my daughter with the college search process. So you essentially took a Sabbath mm-hmm. that day because you wanted to be with your family right. in this process. Right. And that's so important for Lizzie to see in this case that parents are invested in this decision as well and making the time to do it right. in the midst of busyness. Right. And I know that that probably is bittersweet, though, when Lizzie's looking at colleges. This is your other daughter. This is your last child to go to college. Mm-hmm. And you probably have some times where you're like, I wish she would still be in youth group next year. That's right. Um, it is hard to see this, especially, you know, gosh, gosh, Laura and I will be empty nesters if we don't count the dog. Um, but anyway, it's, yeah, it is going to be tough to, to watch them leave. But um, that's what we raise them for. Uh, one day they're going to have to walk out the door, and hopefully you've um, equipped them with everything that they need to carry on, but it is it is tough. And speaking of Laura, this is a question that, so we had, um, and this podcast will come out after yours, Bill, but we had uh, Pastor Nicholas Beasley from St. John's Episcopal and his director of family ministries, Maggie Millett, come, and I asked Nick this question about, keeping God at the center of the marriage. And so you have children who are very busy. One of yours is looking to go to college next year and trying to figure that out. And you have one of them taking dual enrollment courses. You have one that's about to graduate college. You have one that's about to get married. How do you and Laura keep God at the center of your marriage through all of these distractions and um, events that are happening in your life and just overall busyness? Um, constant communication, um, trying to be on the same page with schedules and, and trying to keep a spiritual discipline, um, between us. Um, like I said, church has always been a priority for both of us and, and hopefully that reflected back on our children. Um, but, uh, just spending time together and, talking, communicating, um, and knowing that, you know, Forest Lake is a big part of our life really does help. And so what are the new initiatives, speaking of Forest Lake, what are the new initiatives that you, you're going out of town this weekend with youth, but what are some of the things that you're going to be doing in 2022, 2023 that are new as we come out of COVID? Confirmation, though, for one is... Is something that's totally yeah, different this year. That's right. Um, Ellen and I have came up with a um, a new look at confirmation. I'm excited about that. Um, starts off of a retreat down in Charleston with um, Charleston Youth Mission and connecting with uh, the More Justice uh, chapter down there. And, um, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. And um, what I'm really excited about, I know you and I – talk about sports and college football and stuff like that. I don't, I, I don't like football anymore. Go ahead. <laughs> it's tough being a Gamecock fan sometimes, yes. I know. But anyway, um, like I said, I'm going into this 
fourth year, and I'm looking at um, this year almost. I had a great sixth grade class. So kind of looking at I had a five star recruiting class come in, and I've got another one right behind it coming in. And I think that's a lot of what you've done with JV Fly, um, the elementary um, school kids. We kind of didn't have a big focus on their faith formation other than Sunday morning. Now we moved that out to Wednesday and we're almost um, developing a culture um, that's been missing for a little while. So I'm excited um, with that. When they come into fly, they've already got that JV fly year and background behind them. So when they get into this, it shouldn't be that big of a transition. Well, and so I'm excited for them to to um, come up. And we keep them together sometimes, too. Like tonight we have programming where we'll have um, EMS Closet, a, a nonprofit that um, works with Richland 1 and Richland 2, but our children, Fly and JV, will be together doing a service project after eating some Jimmy John's, which really is the – right. it's a big deal to my children. Oh, we're getting Jimmy John's. <laughs> Not the Publix Deli, right? That's right. They're, they're excited <laughs> about Jimmy John's. They like the bread a little bit better. So last question for you, Bill. What does Sabbath look like? in 2022? Uh, For me is to um, purposely find time to step back and not to forget my self-care. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, You know, we're not just, I think churches everywhere right now are trying to figure out how to get people back. you know, we've seen to where numbers before COVID have starting to fall, but then COVID came, and then, and I think our church is doing wonderful this year with some changes, moving faith formation up till 11 o'clock after the service was a big, huge leap of faith for us to do that, and it's worked. It, um, numbers are better across the board, but there is some you know, working in a church business, we really want to make sure people are, are coming in. And um, and sometimes that can get kind of heavy on you, but, um, but purposely making sure that um, I take time for self-care to have a chance to reflect, have a chance to be quiet, just have a chance to be in the presence of God, to even kind of revamp my batteries up a little bit. Um, and just it takes spiritual discipline to make sure that you just have that time to make sure you take care of yourself before you go out and, and try to take care of somebody else. Thank you, Bill. I was watching the Ole Miss-Alabama game on – on Saturday, and they showed a picture of Lane Kiffin sitting by himself in the stands, super cold when he was recruiting Ole Miss's running back, who's a freshman, and there was nobody around him, and you could tell he was really cold, but he was out there being a presence for that for that running back just to say, you know, hey, don't forget about Ole Miss. I'm right here. Right. I love you. And it made me think a little bit about you, because I know you've sat through a lot of sporting events in, in not ideal conditions. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm grateful you were here, and thanks for joining us today on Transforming Faith, Bill. All right. Glad to be here. This has been Transforming Faith, the podcast produced by Forest Lake Presbyterian Church in Columbia, South Carolina. 
If you have comments, questions for us, or if you have suggestions, please contact us at contactus@flpc.org. at flpc.org. Until next time, we wish you God's peace.